Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the mental health podcast that's changing the discussion one voice at a time. Featuring guests that will help end the stigma and keep talking mental health. And now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Hey, how's it going out there in uh, Radio Land? <laughs> I'm a dork. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome, uh, welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, you guys. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in this lovely Saturday on the back end of July and the year of our Lord 2020. Yeah, that lovely, lovely reminder. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. there's good news ahead, though, for us at least. We'll be celebrating our anniversary on August 3rd. That's right. Yeah, uh, 19 years, you guys. Uh, somehow this beautiful, wonderful woman sitting next to me has survived 19 years of my ridiculousness. <laughs> and uh, I, I still am blown away by that. I don't know how she puts up with it, but I'm grateful that she does. Well, it's not like you don't have things to put up with as well, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, babe, but uh, I, I still think I make things more ridiculous for you. <laughs> so, But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. I got the day off for work, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that because uh, with the way this year has been going, uh, days off are few and far between now when, you know, they're over and above the normal weekend days and, and stuff. It's just really, you don't know what direction you're going in right now. Or at least I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, also, and I, and I said this to our producer and to our guests who we'll have on shortly, um, if I yawn at all today during the show, um, so a little background on that. I uh, I sleep with a CPAP machine and uh, have nasty sleep apnea, and for some reason I got about an hour's worth of sleep this morning without it. And Without the CPAP machine. Without the CPAP machine, yes. And I am just wiped out from it. Uh, can't stop yawning and uh, small headache. So I probably won't be my normal up Gregorius self that I usually am, uh, but I'm trying, so bear with me. Uh, I, I appreciate you putting up with me. I, I appreciate Beck putting up with me. I appreciate everybody putting up with me because I am a mess. That's all right, honey. I'm a mess too. So, um, one thing that Beck and I were talking about the other day, and uh, it's really starting to hit home, is the you know we must go into the movies. You know that's one thing that has really been. You know, we don't we don't generally do much as far as going out and socializing that kind of thing, but one thing that we did enjoy doing every so often was actually, you know, going out, getting a bite to eat and going to the local Cineplex and seeing whatever incredible fare might be flickering on the silver screen that weekend and uh not having 
the ability to do that for so long is starting to take a toll, you know. Yeah, and it's not even only that. There's there's nothing available streaming on any of the apps either. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are movies on there, but nothing that we either a haven't already seen or b are interested in seeing. Yeah, man, that that's making it tough. You know, I mean, we're we're watching stuff for sure. You know, there's shows that we're stumbling across uh, and and watching here and there. But as far as movies, like I saw the trailer the other day for uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, which I personally am excited about and Beck would like to vomit over. But um, I can't wait to see it. And I don't know how they're going to do that, if they're going to actually have it out in the theaters or if they're going to do the uh, direct to streaming like they've done which actually we've we've watched movies in the past like that on it's a little pricey it's a little pricey but it's cheaper than going to the theater yeah i mean it definitely has its benefits you know if you want to pause the movie you can so you can go and you know make popcorn or hit hit the bathroom or whatever you need to do which is convenient you know you can't do that at the movie theater you know Uh, so i don't know i i just i'm i'm hoping that they figured something out you know i'd hate to see the whole concept of a movie theater in general go away because of all this um but you know i don't know what what the next step is you know really so yeah i don't know either i'm kind of at a loss for everything right now i just i try not to excuse me i try not to think too long and too hard about any of these different topics because I don't want it to start to impact my mental health, mm-hmm. which I have enough to worry about with that as it is. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to invite other things in to mess me up. So um, I just kind of stay hopeful, you know, optimistic, sort of optimistic. Um, and just hope that it, it all gets figured out soon. You know, I'm. That's all I can. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, it's uh, tough times. Tough, tough times for us right now. So we'll get through it, though. You know, we're all in this together. So if you're ever feeling, you know, any type of despair or overwhelming uh, sense of loss or grief uh, over. You know, having to you know quarantine yourself or self-isolate or socially distance from others or anything like that. Um, just remember, we're all in this together. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Uh, even if it's, you know, even if it's your dog. <laughs> you know, dogs are great listeners. <clears throat> just, just saying, uh, they might be low on the end. They might be low on the advice chain, but, uh, you know, they'll listen to what you got to say. But, you know, seriously, talk to a professional if you need to. Talk to a loved one. Talk to your best friend. Um, Find somebody, you know. Uh, Don't bottle things up inside you. Uh, That's just not good things. There's a... I'm totally losing my voice. You are. Excuse me, everybody. There's um, some really good references online, especially on Twitter. Um, First and foremost, if you're really struggling 
and you need some help, you can text the crisis text line, Mm -hmm. which is 741741, and then they will answer, and you can text to someone. Um, There's also online, there's the um, MH Crisis Angels, who have just started back up again. They were on a brief break to kind of decompress and and take care of each other and and they're they're back online now and um that's good they're very very helpful resource like i said on twitter it's mh crisis angels and um but it like joe said uh you know find a somebody that you can talk to because we can't keep all that bottled up no it's not healthy so moving right along Moving right along. Sorry. Um, we have a guest today. We usually do. We usually do. <laughs> and we are excited because this guest is uh, calling in all the way from uh, bon- okay. Bonnie, England, Bonnie, UK. <laughs> uh, and and we love our, our UK cousins over there. Uh, we love talking to all of them. So our guest is a writer, a soon-to-be author, a public speaker, and a PTSD and abuse survivor. So please welcome to the show, Ms. Hannah Green. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. How are you? <laughs> That's the crowd. <laughs> so how's it going this morning? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Yeah, I'm great. Well, morning for us, it's... Some, somewhere in the afternoon for you, I suppose. I think you're yeah, five like hours fall. ahead, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's good. So everything's going well, though? You're, you're good? Everybody's healthy and happy and all yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here, yeah. Well, we're happy to have you. Thanks for taking the time out of your busyness to speak to us in our busyness, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So you have any questions for us before we get going? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. Just thank you for thank okay. you for having me. Well, we're we're delighted to have you. I know it's been a, a long time coming, um, but we got you here now, and uh, we're not letting go of you for the next hour or so. <laughs> so that that tugging that you feel on your leg—that's just us. <laughs> so. Um, Usually, when we're starting the show out, uh, we have one particular question that we ask everybody. It's our standard question. It's our first question. It's uh, a good baseline to get things going. So our question for you, Ms. Green, is where does your mental health journey begin? Why does it begin? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. What a question. Where does it where does it end? Um, <laughs> um do, do, do you mean when you know, when did my mental health struggles begin or just in general when 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 did it begin? Yes, when your when your when, struggles began. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay, right. So uh for me it was when I was twenty twenty, twenty one, um when I was in my final year of university, uh, or co- you guys call it college, um, 
mm-hmm. that's when it kind of started for me, I guess, yeah. Okay. And what were what were you going through at that time uh that and you know, did you seek out you know, professional help or were you turning to family or friends or what was what was going on at that time that uh that your mental health was starting to be affected? Um, so at first I kind of didn't speak about it to anyone. Um, and it kind of just got worse and worse to the point where it was impacting everything. Um, I wasn't turning up to university. Um, I wasn't socializing. I wasn't really doing anything. Um, and I, I can't remember the point exactly when, when I asked for help. Um, but I do remember kind of sitting with my, with my doctor, um, and kind of saying, I don't want to be alive anymore. Um, and then that's kind of when when I started getting help, um, and that was in I think that was around March of 2018. Mm, okay. So it's relatively soon. Yeah. So recent. this is a relatively recent thing for you then. Um, how's how's the treatment going? Are you are you taking meds or are you doing therapy or combination thereof? Um. Yeah, so I I take meds, yeah, um, and last year I had uh, EMDR therapy, so I don't know if, if you guys are kind of familiar with that, but it's a specific mm-hmm. therapy for PTSD. Um, so I had that for probably most of last year, um, and then that stopped around Christmas, and then I started counselling maybe three weeks before lockdown happened in the UK. Um, so then it had to stop. Um, mm. So that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm at with that. Okay. Have, um, how do I want to ask it? Have you had any opportunity to do like virtual counseling? Is that come up as, as being something that's been offered by anybody, you know, where you can at least do, you know, like a like a Zoom yeah. Zoom call or or something like that. Um. So telephone counselling was was offered to me. Um. But part hmm. of the problem was in the counselling we were talking about some like pretty heavy stuff. Um. And hmm. afterwards, I kind of needed to be around people just kind of for my own uh, sanity. I didn't really want to be alone. Um. So we kind of decided it would be better to wait. Because I because I live alone, um, it'd be better to wait mm. until I could have the counselling and then be around people afterwards. Mm. That makes sense, though. You know, I mean, it, and that's that's good that you realize that that's what you needed for your treatment. You know, is you needed that that component and you know the the not being alone thing. Um, yeah. You know, that's. And we preach it all the time on this show is, you know, having an awareness and uh, really being engaged in your own treatment and knowing what you need and knowing what you don't need. And um, the fact that you're uh, self-aware. Yeah. You know, your, your doctor or counselor, whoever you were, you were doing that with was in agreement with you and not trying to bully you into no, you must have this treatment, you know, because um, we see it here. There are 
you know, there's doctors and therapists over here that are great and do a great job uh, and, and really work alongside their patients. And then there are others that they think they know what's best and kind of push you in a direction and don't take into consideration your needs, you know. So that's that's good that, that you, you know, were able to do that. Yeah, definitely. So um where does your where does your we know that you're a, a PTSD survivor. Um would you like to talk a little bit about where that comes from? Yeah, absolutely. So um when I was at university, um I was sexually assaulted. Um and it was kind of a little bit after that that the, the PTSD developed. Um, but it, as well, it stems from abuse in my childhood. Um, and I think the the attack at university kind of brought that back because um, I'd never dealt with it. And it kind of brought it all to a point where I had to deal with it or, you know, it wouldn't have... It, well, I'd have ended up doing something really stupid if, if I hadn't have dealt with that. Sorry about that, Hannah. It looks like we lost Rebecca and Joe. Listeners, we're going to have them back in in just a second here. Hannah, we're sorry about that. We're going to go to a quick song, and then we'll be back with Rebecca, Joe, and Hannah in just a second, okay? Take a risk, lose it all, aim strength, how'd you come apart? Chip away, ride it out, you did your best to watch it come down. can catch lightning in battles, so reach up high. We're all made of wishes and stardust, we run the
Hey, welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0, you guys. Uh, sorry about all that. Uh, you've just been listening to some Brian Justin Crumb songs because our computer died on us. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Yeah, that's never happened to us that's before. That's a live show for you there, folks. Yeah, uh, just the computer felt the need to restart out of nowhere. And uh, we want to apologize to uh, our guest, Hannah Green, and uh, to you guys as well. Hope you got to enjoy some music at least. Hannah had just started answering a question we had asked, and the whole thing just went kaflooey. Mm-hmm. So, just... so Hannah, are you there with us? Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, was it the the PTSD question? Yes, yes ma'am. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when I was at university, um, I was sexually assaulted, um, and so that's that's when the PTSD kind of started. Developing uh, as such, and then that it also stemmed from uh, abuse in my childhood, um, and I think the the assault at university kind of brought all that back up for me, and because I'd never dealt with it. Um, so when I finished university, um, I went to the Czech Republic to work for a while, and mm. basically to to run away. Um, and then when I got back to the UK, that's when things like got really bad for me, um, and I realised I had to deal with it. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry that you went through that in the first place. Yeah, uh, that's horrible. I know we'd give you a big old hug if we if we could, because that's just a horrible thing to have to go through. Uh, mm, believe me, I I understand where you're coming from. I've dealt with some abuse situations in my past. Thankfully, not since not in the 19 years that I've been with Joe. You know, he was kind of my knight in shining armor. But, um, you know, prior to that, I had some really horrible relationships and some incidents. And I I, feel, I have a great amount of empathy for you because I understand uh, what you're going through, what you have gone through. Let's move on. Okay. All right. So, Hannah, have you always wanted to be a writer? No. Um, no. So when I was at school, the the only subject I kind of, actively disliked was English um, mm-hmm. and I guess a lot yeah. of people think to to be a writer you've kind of got to do well in English and study for, to be a writer um, but no not at all so when when I was so I was homeless until February um, and mm-hmm. when I moved into my my own place I kind of I started writing but I think at first it was more just like a, a therapeutic thing for me to do um, and then one of my friends read it and they were like, you know, this is actually uh, pretty good. And then it, one, a piece got published and then it kind of just took off from there. Um, and it's been a bit mental, really. Hmm. That's that's really fascinating. You know, usually mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the normal answer that, that we get when, when we have somebody that, that writes. It's like, yeah, I wanted to write since I was a little kid and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's, yeah. it's been strange. It's surprising. <laughs> but that's that's cool though that you know you've kind of you found this voice and found this this therapeutic way of expressing yourself, and you know that's really good. It's very honest, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like you know with Bex writing. That's that's the, the one thing with hers. Too is is that it's very honest. It comes from an honest place, 
and um, because it's therapeutic for her as well. And that's it, it's good when you can find something like that that helps you through a situation. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. Do you want to? You had briefly mentioned um, being homeless. Did you want to uh, go into that a little bit further? Yeah, sure. So when so when I got back to the UK at the end of 2018, so the house that I kind of grew up in, um, a lot of bad stuff had happened there, um, and you know it was not nothing to do with my family or, or anything like that. Um, but mm-hmm. I couldn't be I couldn't be in the house or the, the kind of village, um, just because obviously it was like a constant reminder of, of what had happened. Um, so I, I left. Um, and I was sofa surfing for a while, um, and then I ended up in in like emergency accommodation and different forms of temporary accommodation and hostels and different things, um, and then sofa surfing again for a bit. But I was homeless for like 403 days in total until third wow. of February this year. Um, so not that long ago, really. And so you're yeah. you're happy with where you're at now? Yeah, I, I absolutely love my flat. Um, and I can see the sea from from my kitchen, um, so it, it's great. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, it's and it's nice that you got a little view and and everything. You know, the homelessness. That's something that doesn't get covered a lot. Mhm. We haven't really touched on it very much. No, and you know that can have an effect on a person's mental health, and sometimes a person's mental health can have an effect where it causes them to be homeless. And, uh, you know, the fact that you were able to pull yourself out of that uh, is just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got such a bad homeless problem here in the States. And, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And, you know, this, this group isn't helping them and that group isn't helping them. And really it's a matter of we all need to come together to prevent the problem and nobody can agree on how to go about doing it. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I think as well so many so many people don't realise how easy it is to become homeless. Um I mean I, I definitely didn't. Um, you know, when I was growing up and you'd see people on the streets and you kinda just think, Oh, that'll never be me Um mm-hmm. you, until you're in that position and it kind of it hits you how easy it is really to, to become homeless. That's it's a scary thing, you know. Honestly, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy that you got through that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and on the other side, and you you have a, you know, that's the thing is, having a home isn't just about having a home, you know. It's having that sense of security, that sense of feeling safe, of knowing that okay, this is my little corner of the world, and this is where I can be and be be me. You know, and yeah, exactly. You know, it's a re- it's a it's a refuge, and when you don't have that, um, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know it was uh, a terrifying thought for me when I was, you know, younger. Uh, the thought of having to live on the streets, and you know, back in in my teenage days, you know, my buddies and I that we would play in bands would be like, oh, when we make it big, we're going to donate to homeless charities and be active in that and blah, 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 you know, and, you know, 
rose-colored glasses and the best of good intentions, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, obviously, obviously, I'm not a rock star, so we know where that <laughs> went. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it really is. It's it's an issue that needs to be addressed more. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you wrote a chapter for a book. Um, would you please tell us a, a little bit of more, a little bit more about your chapter, and then about the upcoming book? Yeah, of course. So the the book as a whole um, is about different forms of social injustice. So race, class, gender, sexuality, um, and then my chapter specifically is on women's homelessness. And I think. Mm the book as a whole is potentially quite academic. Um, but my chapter is kind of not at all. Um, it's, I wanted to do something a little bit different with it. So I've, I spoke to 14 different women, um, and kind of collated their stories, um, and then took bits from them and, and pulled out the key points. Um, so it's really just telling the stories of, of 14 women and myself, uh, through a book chapter, really. Um, and that's going to be published the first week in October, um, which is exciting. Yeah, oh, very. What's uh, what's the title of the book? So the book is called Equality in Our Lifetime, um, and then the mm. the book chapter um, is called well the the title is Women's Homelessness: A Symptom of Bigger Problems. Um, so it kind of looks at the the reasons why women become homeless, because generally they're the kind of different to why men become homeless and then the specific problems women face while they are homeless and kind of getting out of that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that makes sense too. you. You, you, uh, you see, you know, there's differences, you know, a, a guy being homeless, you know, maybe he lost his job. Maybe he got in a fight with, his family, his significant other, and picked up and took off, you know, but, you know, women that are homeless, you know, it could be, you know, trying to escape an abusive situation, um, you know, and that's the heartbreaking thing to me is, you know, having to be in a situation like that to begin with. Yeah, men know. men have abusive relationships to escape as well. We can't can't gloss over that. That wouldn't be fair. No. Yeah, no, we, of course, yeah. I feel bad for anybody going through that type of thing where they feel, and, you know, we've, we kind of had to deal with that in our life, you know, with, with our niece, when she moved in, she was trying to escape uh, an abusive situation. And, you know, I'm happy that we were able to provide that for her. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not everybody has that. Um, yeah. so that's exciting. So, so it comes out in uh, October. Yeah, the beginning of October. I don't have a, an exact date yet. It's uh, great. Um, and then I saw that you're also in the process of writing your own book. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so that's literally just my story, I guess, for the last few years. Um, homelessness, PTSD, surfing. Um, it just, yeah, kind of exp- tells my story in, in slight, slightly more detail. That's very cool. Uh, so like, kind of like a memoir then? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, you know, memoirs are are great because it's it's not such an academic kind of thing. It's 
you know, more, hey, this is my story and this is what I went through, you know, and, and readers can just kind of be like, hey, you know what, this person went through the same thing I'm going through now. How did they handle it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, that, that's something that Beck saw with her book, you know, because it's, it's a memoir as well. And um, just having the response that, that she got from people, you know, it's, it's a good feeling because you feel like you're helping others. And that's kind of, you know, our, our mindset on this is we're all in this together. We're all here to help each other through all this. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why I carried on writing as well, because like the reaction I got from the the first piece I wrote um, and kind of people saying that it helped them or they were in similar situations. um, And that's what kind of motivated me to, to carry on. That, um, that can certainly be a motivator, you know, getting <clears throat> getting that kind of positive feedback. So is the book chapter that you wrote, is it like, is it available online now for people to read or do they have to wait until the book comes out? How can yeah. they go about reading? Yes, yeah, so they got to wait until the book comes out. Um, but if they, if people want to kind of sign up for updates and when it will be published and, and like pre-order details, um, they can do that uh, on my website, um, which is www.hannahswords.com. Um, and then there's like a, a subheading uh, called book. Um, and then you can you can sign up there. Cool. So you talked a little bit about surfing. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? It's very interesting to me. Yeah. So when, so after I'd like first become homeless, one of the, the charities that I was kind of accessing um, referred me to this. It was a new program that was starting up. Um, it was like a surf therapy type program. Um, and it was basically surf lessons for people who were struggling with their mental health or out of work for whatever reason. Um, and I was I was really skeptical. I kind of thought, how on earth is surfing going to help me? Um and I didn't actually turn up to the first session. Um, kind of panicked a little bit. Um, but then the week after when I actually went, it was it was just unreal. As soon as I was kind of in the water, it was like everything else just didn't matter. Um, and the sea was just so calming. Um, so I kind of did that. And it was like six weeks of surf therapy ori- originally. Um, and then I kind of just carried it on. So I was going twice a week by, by last summer and then sometimes more. Um, and it's just something that I've absolutely fallen in love with. And even now, if I'm having a bad day, I'll just go and surf. Or if there's no waves, I'll just kind of paddle out and just sit for a little bit. Um, and it's really just calming and kind of grounding, I guess. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I've never, never spoken to anyone that has been a surfer or has surfed in the past it's it's very very interesting to me um have you thought about maybe in the future when traveling starts to open up a little bit more maybe going to different locales to surf or are you more just kind of keeping it you know around home as a as a grounding technique no yeah i definitely want to kind of travel to to surf in new places yeah that's definitely on my on my to-do list um and as well with the the surfing i've made so many kind of 
amazing friends from from the original surf therapy and then um they run a, a similar program but for kids um in the town where mm. i live um so i ended up volunteering on that program to kind of just because i thought that it was absolutely amazing program really um and yeah i started volunteering with them so the friends i've made through that as well is is obviously a massive help for my mental health well that's very cool mm-hmm. you know and I, and I give you credit for for taking the plunge no literally pun, and figuratively yeah no pun intended <laughs> um because i am terrified of the ocean uh getting in it doing anything with it i have a i have a huge fear of sharks and so for me any uh thought of getting on a surfboard or a boogie board or anything that would make me look like a seal from underneath me uh <laughs> I can't, I can't do it, man. I just, I just cannot. I've watched way too much Shark Week, so, um, so I, I give you credit. Is that something that is a concern at all? Uh, you know, in 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 the waters where you currently surf. Um, um, we get quite a few seals, um, and I was about to say the sharks isn't really a problem. Um, because I'd never really thought about that. But just, I think it was yesterday or the day before, there was a a, new, a news article that uh, there was a basking shark just like 15 minutes up the coast. So now I'm kind of hmm. thinking maybe I should be worried about this. But um, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I hope I didn't just ruin your whole surfing thing. <laughs> uh, we get quite no, a few dolphins sure. as well, so. Oh, then you'd be okay then. You know, if you got dolphins out there, they're, you know, they're good deterrent for sharks. And, you know, mo- most of my fear stems from great whites and everything I've ever watched on them specifically. Uh, I've never seen any reference to white sharks in the UK or anything. It's always been, you know, South Africa, Tropical. you know, uh, Australia, um the the southern coast of California, stuff like that. So I I think you'd be yeah. I I think you're probably fine. You know I've never heard anything bad about a basking shark. So no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I think you'd be okay. <laughs> Keep surfing. You know you you don't just, let uh, him ruin it for don't you. Don't let he, me ruin it for you with my. He, he apologizes for putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah, my irrational fears. <laughs> so. Oh, it's fine. I have a lot of them. So, um, <clears throat> during the lockdown, you also started a new job at the Center for Homelessness Impact. Uh, do you want to tell us a little, little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so. The, so I'd spoken to someone who worked there before lockdown um, because they were organising an event in London uh, this summer, but then obviously everything got got cancelled with COVID. Um, but they put on like a series of webinars online, um, obviously online. But they invited me to speak at one of them, um, which I did, uh, and then I wrote a blog post kind of off the back of that, you know, summarising it, kind of thing. Um, and then from there, I got offered a job, which was just, it was really strange because I think it was two days after I'd, I'd done the webinar. I was, I was on the website, 
seeing if they had any jobs available on the, the jobs section. Uh, and then I got this email two days later and I was just like, it was really, really strange. Um, but yeah, it's great. I really enjoy it. Um, and it's great to, to feel like I'm kind of making a difference and doing something that I'm passionate about. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, if you can find a, a job like that, they say you don't work a day in your life. You know, yeah. I'm full of the cliches today, aren't I? Sure. <laughs> but that's that's really cool. You know, if you can find something that you're passionate about like that and <clears throat> you can bring, you know, your your own personal experience into it, too, it gives you a fascinating insight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what do they have you doing over there? Um, so a lot of writing. Um, at the minute, we're kind of hosting this online festival. Um so it's like five weeks long. There's events every day of the week. Um, and it kind of includes people from the U.S. and the U.K. and all over. Um, and it's really great. There's a, there's a whole range of different events um, to do with data and evidence and trying to end homelessness, um, but also lived experiences. And so my, my role specifically is lived experiences specialist. So I'm trying to incorporate lived experiences into every aspect of our work um which i think is is so important and i think um i think every every organization that deals with anything whether it's homelessness or mental health or addiction i think they should have people working there who have experienced these things because obviously we know what it's like um and we can bring that kind of perspective to the table absolutely I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, there's there's nothing like having lived experience with dealing with uh, a situation, regardless of what it is. You know, I, I just I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, what is next for you? What do you have coming up uh, down the down the horizon there? That, that's a good question. Um, and it's a strange one because like this year I've I've not really planned anything. I've just kind of been, I guess, winging it. Um, and so far it's, it's only had kind of good, good consequences. Um, so I really don't know. I'm trying not to plan anything because of, at this point, good things just keep happening. Um, so That's yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going with the flow right now. Um, and I guess I'll see where that takes me before lockdown I had quite a few invites to speak at, at schools and universities and things um so I guess after when schools and things reopen in this country then um I guess I'll I'll do some of that as well um carry on writing uh, and working carry on surfing yeah who knows cool yeah, you just kind of <clears throat> sometimes it's better just to, to wait for the wave to pop up and you ride it out and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. To, to, to borrow from surfing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's very cool. Um, well, we're we're getting down to uh, the nitty gritty here, as they say. I don't know who says Which that. Which means the end of the show. Yes. <laughs> um, in this in this instance, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so really quick, Hannah, if you could 
you know, put out your your social media uh, so in, in case anybody wants to to reach out to you if they have more questions about things or you know check out your writing or or what have you. Um, where can our listeners find you online? Uh, so my Twitter is at h underscore green twenty one. Um, my website is www.hannahswords.com. Um, and my Instagram is hannahgreen21. And like you said, if anyone has questions or um, wants to speak about anything, I guess, that we've spoken about today, then I'm, I'm more than happy to answer questions or, you know, to messages and stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, do you have anything you want to ask, baby? No, I think um, I think we, we covered everything that... Uh, Hannah was hoping to cover. Okay. At least I, I hope so anyway. <laughs> Do you have yeah, any questions yeah, for us before you let you, before we let you go, Hannah? I don't think so, no. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was great to talk to you both. Oh, it was our pleasure. Yeah, stay Thanks stay for safe. putting up with our Thanks for putting up with our technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, all right. That was, that was that was fun. That was a fun time. <laughs> we had fun with that. Um, well, hang on the line. Uh we're going to be listening to Rise Superfruit by Brian Justin Crum. And, and we'll uh, catch you guys next week. We'll catch you guys next week, hopefully with less tech problems and more bad jokes. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll see you all next week. I won't just survive.